Welcome to the 7th episode of the GTM podcast. Code to Masters is a podcast where we interview the GTM leaders from today's most dynamic companies. The unique insights, hard-earned lessons and innovative visions are the stories that we bring to you every week. I'm your host Adil, head of growth and demand gen at Everstate and I'm happy you're going to be listening to this today. Our speaker for this episode is Vicky Bernard, a senior sales operations and financial leader with over 20 years of experience. Vicky has been part of leading multinational firms and public companies specializing in high-level technology and manufacturing. Um, absolutely. Thank you um, for a great introduction so far. I'm delighted to be here today to talk to your listeners about what I consider to be the most exciting and rewarding job within an organization. Um, my background starts with finance. Um, I um, have um, some accreditation. Um, I have a CMA accreditation, my bachelor's is in finance, and my MBA is in business. So some um, non-traditional route through into sales ops, um, but um, I love it. And it's I'm so glad that I took that journey a few years back. Absolutely. And just to like, you know, this question that we ask everyone, like people don't start out aiming for a career in sales ops. It's because it's not a college degree, right? Like, uh, what's your background in finance and what drew you to the field of sales ops? Yeah, well, my journey into sales ops was indeed unconventional. I didn't start with a specific goal of, of going into sales operations because, as you mentioned, there's not a degree in it, right? Um, people are usually marketing. They go into marketing, maybe, and they rise up through the sales sales um, arena. Um as I mentioned before, my undergrads in finance and I have an MBA in business. So as you can tell, I was all in on finance. I started my career originally in hospitality management, thinking that I wanted to be a general manager of a large hotel. Um, I worked in a lot of different facets within the hotel. I worked in finance, sales. Um, I was an AGM, all those roles. Um, but, you know, so things happened. That wasn't where I ended up. Um, finally, I was able to fortunately be able to become a part of a team um, running their, um, I was the VP of legal sale, legal operations and finance. And I was able to work alongside some amazing folks um, inside of a small startup. We grew into a global multi-million dollar business. Um, which was eventually acquired in 2017 um, by Verant, which is a publicly traded organization. And my CEO at the time um, asked me to stay on in the capacity of VPO Sales Ops and help him run the business. So um, what happened is um, he was had his own business unit and he was over that. And he, he knew he needed someone to help with processes, the integration between the teams. We had about 50 people that came over specifically in that business unit. And he needed someone to help with the earnout, right? And understand all those things. And um, he said, give him two years. Um, and you know what? I haven't looked back. It was an amazing experience. And um, I, I kind of um, say that I was brought over to the dark side, right, which is sales. I fell in love with the salespeople all over again. In a finance role, you can't really envision it until you're in and, and you're on the ground with them and what they go through and what they experience. But ultimately, sales ops is a continuous learning, um, Eric has continuous learning opportunities. And ultimately, the satisfaction of knowing that you're instrumental in driving excellence and success within an organization. 
absolutely i think like you said sales people are the most uh, in terms of always at loggerheads in finance in some ways because sales wants to grow higher more and finance wants to reduce costs so coming from that perspective what changed for you once you started like you know working closely with sales people what are some like you know uh, things that were when you were in finance that you started realizing more and more like you know it's actually not the case in sales I think finance is is a very black and white world. Um, sales is gray. Um, I, I've had this conversation with many of folks, um, and when I try to explain it, you know, finance is numbers. They're numbers driven. They are. They want predictability. They want linearity. They want all these things. But sales isn't that way because you're dealing with multiple. It's 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 a a person business, right? You're dealing with personalities and people, not numbers. And so I think the ultimately is understanding that and, and truly appreciating what the sellers have to go through in a business. And um, like I've always said for many, many years, I don't want to do your job. You shouldn't want to do mine. Let's all do the best job we can. That's a great quote. And that seemed to be in at least what i've learned is there are two areas where like you know operations and finance is like really really converge one is uh, around sales compensation and other is around the debate about like you know bookings or collections as a measure of sales performance uh, let's dive into both of them right i'm i'm so curious to hear your thoughts around them like sales compensation is often a hot topic from a finance point of view what's your uh, view on it Absolutely. Let's dive in. Um, intersection is critical um, to achieving organizational goals, right? It's a convergence of wants and needs from two different people, but we all all need to be together and marching to the same tune to, to top, accomplish our goals. I truly believe the key to success by which an organization, an organization can motivate its sellers is um, while aligning the company Financial objectives is 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 through bookings, honestly, and you can't afford to get it wrong, right? You can't afford. You have to plan it. Again, it's it's not um, it's not a driver. It's a financial measure. Again, you're trying to drive behaviors of people that you know. Let's say it are coin coin motivated, right? They're in sales for the upside of sales. They're not in sales to um, just make the bare minimum. Um, they're there for the upside and, and really contributed to the business. And quite, we want people like that, right? The best sellers have that kind of oomph to go out there and get it. So again, I'm a big believer in building a compensation plan that is based on bookings, if possible. However, I know that not every company is equipped to do that, right? They're not at the maturity stage to do that. And it may not be financially feasible for them to do that. So I think ultimately it's a collaboration between finance and sales operations where you must strike a good balance that drives sales growth, which is bookings, while ensuring financial stability and compliance. A well-crafted compensation plan will negate as um, should negate as much risk as possible and protect both both groups. So, given your finance background, Vicky, you adopted a very risk reward revenue growth lens instead of just viewing commissions as a area of cost cutting right can you dwell into this perspective and why you believe like you know that's the right approach 
Yeah. So this reminds me of a pivotal moment um, where my mind shifted and my blinders were off. I remember the exact moment where our entire sales team were on a um, sales rollout where we're rolling out quotas and commission plans for the year. And my CRO was talking to the entire team. And, And this is literally what he said. He said, now go make it hurt. I would love nothing more for the CFO to march into my office mid-year complaining about us being over budget for commissions. Now go crush it, right? Can you imagine salespeople listening to this? This is what motivates. This is the message that motivates. And guess what? We crushed it. We crushed it that year. Um, There is no other way. This is one of the differentiators in being able to attract the top talent, drive revenue, and incentivize to not only meet targets, but tap into higher levels of performance to maximize um, growth potential. So just love that story. Had to share it with you. (laughs) That's a nice story. It's just basically saying you have to take that risk and go all out. Uh, It's okay to have a commissions problem rather than sales yeah, right. Because if you have a commission problems and you crafted the right, you know, plan, your revenue is going to be skyrocketed, right? And what are we all here for? We we're all here to grow revenue, right? Yeah. Um, and so that that was I, I just loved that mentality. Um, he gave them permission to go crush it. So um, and they loved it as well. Well, and one common worry finance people have when it comes to booking the uh, commission plan or measurement is like, you know, what happens if the customer doesn't pay? What happens if we have to claw back, right? Like, what are your thoughts uh, around that? Right. So I I said at the end of that last um, comment was um, a well-crafted compensation plan negates the risk. So when you craft it, you allow for those things that happen. If you're in an industry where you have customers that don't pay all the time, bookings may not be for you, right? Um, If you have a short sales cycle, they're they're quick, they're cash paying customers, maybe bookings isn't a thing for you. So really looking at everything um, in the business and um, deciding what's best for the business. I mean, I've known of crafted plans that you do have the ability to claw back, right? That you have enterprise large deals where someone could possibly get paid a million dollars in commissions. Now, I've not seen that personally, but I've heard the rumors. Obviously, a company is not, you know, set up to pay that in commissions or, or maybe even anticipating that, right? Because oftentimes commissions, um, the cost of commissions are prorated over time. So you want to marry your commissions expenses um, with your cash outlay. So there are certain times provisions in a commissions plan to allow for partial payout, payout or those sort of things. Um, but, but there's a lot of things you can do with plans and um, again, craft it well so that you negate those types of risks by knowing what your business needs are. Got it. And I think what you said is something I definitely agree on. Like, it's your business model. So most of the times, if you have the leverage to be able to do a booking space model, then just go for it, right? Like you said, it's sales friendly. Like, you know, it can help you grow faster. There is a little bit of risk, but there is also a lot of reward for you to grow. But if if you have those challenges that you mentioned, like, you know, then probably bookings is not for, like, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about, like, you know, rolling up, 
your sleeves right like uh, based on my previous interaction like you know you have an inclination to roll up your sleeves and get yourself involved in configuring workflows establishing processes that's something rare for someone not a leadership level like what drives this uh, for you like how do you see this help you yeah so thank you for the kind words um i honestly think i should have been an engineer um and as i love to learn how things work and i love to build things um you can ask my friends and family i'll go out and do wood woodworking i really enjoy those kinds of things but for me it's truly about getting to the heart of how things work within an organization and i have found joy in my hands on approach um it's very valuable and it's allowed me to make informed decisions and spot areas for improvement within the organization but ultimately it's about engaging and collaborating with my coworkers um i believe that active participation and leading by example will 100% foster better outcomes when everyone sees that you're invested you're more likely to contribute their own ideas and efforts to improve the organization. Ultimately it's about creating a culture of continuous improvement where everyone can contribute. Got it. And uh, what's your like you know favorite uh, like you know platform or tool that you would like uh, today in your ops tech stack? Um you know what I I don't have a favorite yet. Um I just started my new role and building out what that tech stack looks like. Um they all have their good parts and some of them have their frustrations um i think one that i i've i'm i'm really excited about right now that i haven't i have never i haven't used before is a, a clm which is a contract life management um tool and i i've seen some really cool things um and it has some integration into salesforce mm-hmm. um that i i think gives visibility to operations and management and and create some efficiencies um within op- the opportunity itself and it work flows out some of those contracting things that take so much time and we're constantly communicating up to management where we are with this where we are with that and this really puts it all in, within salesforce and allows you to and from my perspective as a sales ops i can really gauge um we love our sellers but they're not always in tune with every single deal so it allows me the insight to see based on the stage that you're in when you expect to close really are you in the right place contractually with a customer to call that deal right and to forecast that deal and so this provides us opportunities to coach to lean in to pull in other parties to help um really catapult a particular opportunity or a group of opportunities to meet a close date by a specific time that's wonderful i think uh, to be effective in operations you also have to know where the issues are especially when the leadership is expecting a big deal to come through but you know it's probably not going to come this quarter it's it's lot more your lot more empowered to like you know speak in that meeting and add your insights to that as well absolutely awesome and uh, one of the questions that i have for you is like you know as someone who has seamlessly transitioned between finance and operations 
for people looking into such uh, career transitions right like what's your advice for them like how should they approach this um funny enough um i think i may have let, made it in my past job look so attractive that many of the finance people came to me and was wanting to to get into sales operation and kind of asking about sales operation i think you have to have the right mindset and embrace it um you know finance is typically a type of person um they're very numbers driven like i i said before that very black and white mentality and you have to be willing to open your mind and and, and be in a gray world by but also make people accountable um and so it's a fine line to balance um you can't just be kind of this dictator of numbers you have to really embrace um the process and you've got to t- almost take accountability for the numbers right like i personally when i establish a quota or a commission plan i personally take that upon myself um and judge my success based on how successful other people are. Um, and I'm accountable for what, if I give them a number, I'm accountable for a number. Many times sales just say, this is the number because this is the number we need to meet because we've got to make this net income or this gross profit margin. And that's not how it is. Um, we all know we have a top down, ultimately at the end of the day, that's how quotas are established. I don't care what other people say, it's it's top down. but when I personally say, hey, I'm giving you this number, everything in my power is about supporting that seller and reaching that number. And anything I can do, whether it's enablement, whether it's boots on the ground, whether it's getting on a phone call with a seller, um, you know, whatever that takes, role-playing, um, it's my job because I've gave them that number and I need to be accountable for that number. And I, I think if a finance person is willing to do that, um, and come over and embrace that process and see themselves as, um, you know, the seller is their customer, um, then, then they can be very successful in that role because you still have that finance mindset. You're still going to protect the company and sales operations, but you also have that nurturing, I want to help, I want to make you successful kind of mentality. It's interesting. I see a lot of similarities on parallel between your hospitality experience and how you're talking about sales operations because i think in both cases it's empathy right like you're giving someone a target you're saying that's how they're going to earn their bread and now just like you know have that empathy to go work with them help them make it happen it's a shared responsibility and uh yeah i think all ops people have to be that way that's the only way like you know truly an organization can really succeed if you're just throwing your like you know sales out there without enough cover you're setting themselves for failure, right? Like it's not going to happen. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, with that, we come to the end of the podcast, Vicky, and uh, we usually have like, you know, three closing questions for the podcast. So I'm just going to hit you and whatever just comes to your mind, go for oh it. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first question is, are there any specific resources or books you would recommend for someone to scale their career and sales operations? I mean, there's numerous books. Um, I, I'm constantly scouring um, the news or, or listening to podcasts. Um, I, I can't pull off one off the top of my head. But something that I also enjoy is what I call experiencing the art of the possible. 
And that is attending um, sales ops conferences or web, rev ops conferences, um, meeting with suppliers and vendors or, or, or people like yourself and learning about the products and the new technologies and how you're thinking about the business. Because that gets me, because I'm often siloed in my business and um, my processes and what's going on in my world. If I'm not out there actively looking and learning about new technologies, I don't know what's best going to serve my business or possibly grow my business, right? I could be inhibiting my business because I'm stuck in the same old processes and tools. So I really need to get out there. And that's where I go and I travel and I attend these conferences and I talk to people like yourself to, to figure out what's going on in like these podcasts, listening to what other people have to say. So, yeah, um, I think absolutely getting out there listen, and listening is, is the first step. Great. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom for our listeners who want to excel in the field of operations? What is the one thing you will like, want them to take away from this podcast? What's the one thing they can do to excel in operations? Um, I think it goes back, you know, you know, it's it really depends who you report to. <laughs> I find um, I find it kind of funny, um, and I'm going to be kind of transparent here because if you're sales ops and you report into like go to market or marketing or enablement, right, um, or if you're lucky enough to report into the CRO or the CSO or through the sales side, there's a different type of person you can be and, and you can be the type of person I am, um, which is having that empathy and, and, and being about the seller and really helping the seller and, and giving the seller what they need. But if you're reporting up to finance, there's a slight different expectation, right? And I think knowing the difference um, is going to help you be more successful in your role. I might not play as well reporting up into finance. I've been there. There's different expectations, you know, because the CS, CFO is going to be like, give me the numbers. What's the truth? What's the forecast? Why did they miss the forecast? I mean, that's what they're looking for. They're not asking the question of how can we have done better, right? How can we have enabled them more? How can we have supported them more? So I think it's really two different mindsets and know which one you want to be in, right? Like which one you can live in successfully. And I think that will help you better excel in, in the sales ops field. That's that's very you know, very insightful. Okay. I think uh, a lot of people should approach that angle because if they're trying to do all this when reporting to finance, it's a little difficult to do that. So, yeah. And well, the final question for you, like, where can an audience connect with you and learn more about your work in operations? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me, Vicki Warner, um, and uh, W-E-R-N-E-R. Um, hopefully we put a link or something, or maybe once you post the podcast, I can, I, I'll, I'll, I'll like it or something like that. And they can reach out to me. Um, I'm a huge proponent of mentoring. If anyone wants to re reach out and just have a conversation, um, around some of my thoughts or even express their thoughts, or maybe they're struggling with what they're doing currently and, and selling the vision. Um, but they feel compassionate about um, partnering with a sales team and how they can sell that internally. Um, so absolutely reach out to me via LinkedIn. That would probably be the best way. Got it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Vicky, coming uh, to this podcast. Uh, I personally resonated a lot with what you said. I would say to be 
empathetical to understand the situation of a sales function the pressure that they are under and to be able to like you know make them succeed and do it together is the best way like you know sales operations need to be done and uh, i'm very very happy that someone like you is championing such a thing out there doing it successfully over such a long career as well so hopefully more people like you know get that lesson from this and probably go on to make themselves like you know similar champions um yeah thanks a lot uh, Vicky. absolutely i appreciate it have a great day that brings to the end of today's podcast i learned so much from Vicky, and i hope you did too i'm your host adit signing off on today's episode see you in our next one